0: Well, good morning, friends. It is good to be together today. My name is John, and I am uh, the lead pastor here at this church, and I'm excited to lead in some music this morning. Um, It is a beautiful day outside, and God is here with us, um, and I believe God is wanting to connect with each of you and and really help us to leave here feeling more loved, more encouraged, and, and more challenged to continue seeking after him. And so, uh, a couple of things before we get started. Um, Every week that you come, we have announcements. I I encourage you to grab the announcement sheet on your way in. It always has important information on it. Read through that. Um, I also want to let you know that we have Connect cards in our pews. And we love when you all fill those out. It's a great way to stay connected to us and let us know what's going on in your life, to seek prayer, update us on address changes, all that kind of stuff. I also want to let you know that we have... In the cafe, the service is on the TV in there. You can hear it and see it. If it's not loud enough, just turn it up if you need to go in there. Um, But for those of you who may need to step out during the service for any reason, um, or you're feeling just overwhelmed and you just want to take a break, um, you're welcome to go into the cafe and you can still enjoy the service from there. Um, So that's always an option for you all. Um, What we're going to do now is we're going to begin our service uh, with a call to worship that we do each week. And so I invite you all to stand as you're able for the call to worship. O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
1: Heaven's mercy, seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything. And I will adore you
2: Clothed in rainbows of living color Flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder sing and honor strength and glory and power be to you
1: Everything and I will adore you Your name is power, breath, and living water. Such a marvelous mystery. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation, I sing King of kings, you are my everything, and I will adore
0: face to face with the power and majesty and the love and the goodness of God, often for me it it causes me to feel unworthy in a way, you know, because I see the goodness and the perfection and the beauty of God and I see a lot of the things in me that don't line up with the way God is and who God calls us to be and so often our worship is a can be a spark for us to want to dig deep and confess and to acknowledge that and then to really be willing to to walk in the freedom of forgiveness and and redemption and repentance that God offers us. And so um, we're going to say this confession together. We know that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ. And so let us in freedom confess the wrong that we have done. Merciful God, All right, so what we're going to do now is we're just going to spend a few moments connecting with one another, um, and we do this each week because we just know that sometimes we show up to church and we don't get a chance to really talk and connect, and so what we do is we're just going to turn to a, a small group of people around you, so find some people close to you. If you see someone by themselves, go invite them over or go to them and just share something that you're grateful for, and then if you also have a lament or something that is not going so well, you can share that as well. So. Y'all already getting started, so let's do it. All right, if y'all want to start wrapping up your conversations, that would be wonderful. I feel lots of love and energy in this room this morning, which is great. So I'm going to invite you all to stand with me as we worship. Um, as you're comfortable and able to stand, no pressure at all on that. But uh, You know, I, a mentor that I don't know, but a mentor from far away that has influenced my faith, he, he has a saying where he says that we stand together because we stand together. And I like that. Um, at, at church, we... We don't just have y'all stand up and down all the time just to give you a workout. You know, it's like uh, there, there's actually a profound imagery to that and a symbolism to that where we're standing together here in this space. But the most important part is that we're also standing together as we go through life uh, during the week. And, and I'm proud to say that I think that many of you all do that for one another. And, and I feel that myself uh, through all, your all support. Um, so we're going to sing this song, uh, an old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And, and just as if, just as we are friends to one another, we have our best friend in Christ. And we sang a song earlier about how, I mean, God is like clothed in majesty and wonder and awe and power. But that same powerful God has come close to us and near to us. We serve a transcendent God that is separate and out there and beautiful and mighty, but we also we worship an eminent God who is close, who is there with us, who came and walked among us. And, and we have a friend um, in Jesus. And, and I think friend is one of my favorite uh, ways to think about God and who God is for us. And so um, let's sing this hymn together.
1: What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. anything to God in prayer.
2: Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble So faithful, who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer.
1: with a load of care. Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer prayer, in his arms will take and shield thee, thou wilt find a solace there, in his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. There you go, lifting my load again. Take a moment. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go lifting my Lord again take a moment to remember who God is and who I am there you go lifting this world. I come up under the yoke of Jesus. His yoke is easy. His burden is so light. No longer am I held by the yoke of this world. I come up under the yoke of Jesus. His yoke is easy. His burden is so light. His burden is so light. Take a moment to remember. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my load again. There you go, lifting my load again No longer am I held by the yoke of this world I come up under the yoke of Jesus The yoke is easy, His burden is so light No longer am I held by the yoke of this world I come up under the yoke of Jesus his yoke is easy, His burden is so light, His burden is so light. Sing, so you're lifting my load, you're lifting my load, you're lifting my load, you're lifting my load. You're lifting my load, You're lifting my load, You're lifting my load, You're lifting my load, You're lifting my load. No longer am I held by the yoke of this world. I come up under the yoke of Jesus. His yoke is easy, His burden is so light. No longer am I held by the yoke of this world. I come up under the yoke of Jesus. His yoke is easy, His burden is so light. His burden is so light. Your love carries. Your love carries Your love carries me through all the valleys and the darkest places Your love carries Your love carries me through all the valleys and the darkest places Your love carries Your love carries me through all the valleys and the darkest places. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my Lord again. Take a moment to remember who God is and who I am. There you go, lifting my Lord again. There you go, lifting my Lord again. There you go, lifting. In my Lord again Amen Amen
0: You know, I truly do hope uh, that all of us can leave here feeling a bit lighter I brought a lot of burdens with me, a lot of stuff I'm holding a lot of things these days My hope is when we gather for worship, we can feel a little lighter when we leave because we're able to give some of that to God and also give some of that to our community and release a lot of this stuff that we're carrying. And so that's my hope this morning, and I know Brother Rick's going to share a word about that this morning. Um, So we're going to sing this new song, um, and hopefully y'all can get the hang of it.
1: And I'm reaching, barely breathing, Do you see me here below? I believe you. Help me see you. I need to know you're near me, Lord. And you say, fear not. I am the Lord, your God. And trust I'm working all things out. So in the field of doubt, plant a seed of faith, and send the rain. trial through the storms, in the waiting, teach me patience, remind my heart that I'm not alone, and you say, fear not, I am the Lord, your God, and trust. I'm working all things out, so in the field of doubt, plant a seed of faith. I'll send the rain. Let it rain. Let it rain.
2: Start to change.
1: Bring the rain, bring the rain.
2: It won't stay the same from glory to glory.
1: You're right in my story. When, when it, it rains, rains, when it rains, let it rain. Let it rain, let it rain. Let it rain, let it rain. The things start to change. Bring the rain, bring the rain. It won't stay the same. From glory to glory, you're writing my story. When it rains, when it rains, let it rain. Fear not, I am the Lord your God. And trust, I'm working all things out the field of doubt, plant a seed of faith, I'll send the rain.
0: Amen. Y'all can have a seat.
3: Good morning, everyone. They are slowly coming up front. I know they love me for this. These are our youth who are headed to camp today. Let's give a big cheer. And I wanted to go ahead and bring them up front today for two reasons. We are all one big family. The youth group is not just its own thing. They belong to you. You belong to them. So guys, I want you to look out there and see these are people who believe in you, who have given money so you can go to camp, who are going to pray for you, and I want you guys to look up here and see these faces and keep praying for them this week because they're about to go and have a lot of fun and have a lot of opportunity to spend some time experiencing God in nature and through relationships and at this awesome nightly worship service called Campfire. and so you guys can bless them by continuing to keep them in mind and pray for them. So our prayer time this morning, we're just going to lift them up and really ask the Lord just to be with them and keep them safe this week. So I'm going to invite you guys to just kind of stretch out a hand from where you are. And this is kind of just a symbol to you guys that they're sending their prayers your way. Um, And so we're just going to be silent for a moment, and I invite you to kind of pray your prayer, and then I'll kind of pray one to lead all of us here in a moment. So let's close our eyes and take a moment to be quiet. Gracious Father, we thank you for each and every one of these teenagers. We thank you for all of the different ways that you have gifted them and all of the different ways that they bring light to this world. God, we thank you that they get to spend this next week together and with counselors and leaders who love them and some that they get to meet for the first time. God, we just pray that you would pave the way this week for really meaningful connections and relationships that you would strengthen bonds that already exist and that you would create some where there aren't any. God, we pray that anyone who's feeling nervous this morning, whether it be these youth up here or any of the leaders getting ready for this week of camp, God, I just pray that you would bring peace, that there might be excitement in place of nerves and that this would just be a week to really create beautiful memories and um, to really just enjoy themselves. Lord, we pray that you would keep them safe as they travel today to Aldersgate, as they spend the week Um, being active and outside and hopefully sleeping somewhat. (laughs) Lord, we just pray that you would protect their bodies and their minds and their hearts and that you would open their hearts, that they might experience you through each other and through nature and through campfire. God, we just pray that this would be a week that starts the summer off really well and that draws them closer to you and to each other. God, we thank you for the gift of all being family to one another. Thank you that everyone in this room belongs to each other and to you. And God, I ask that you would help us to remember to lift each other up and pray for each other and that you would strengthen us as we journey not alone but side by side. You are good and we are grateful and we offer up this camp week and all of ourselves to you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give him one more hand. You guys can sit back down.
0: was just on a at the Gorge again this past weekend I've gone two weekends in a row it's been great Um, but I was with some of the common good graduates and uh, one of them I was having a conversation with who's in college now and he was just reflecting back on Aldersgate and how he missed it and how he's like hey we should do one of these graduate retreats at Aldersgate sometime um, because he had such good memories from his time at camp and and it's true for so many folks who've been in this community Um, we have Um, Older folks in our church who went to camp even decades ago and were blessed by that place. And so there's a lot of good stuff that's happening there. And so I really do um, ask you all to be uh, holding them in your hearts and in your prayer um, throughout the upcoming weeks. Um, I want to make a couple announcements before we get to our message for today. Um, First, uh, Common Good is looking for summer volunteers. And they still need uh, quite a few um, people who could commit to coming one afternoon a week for the summer and so it's six weeks long so it's not all summer long and it starts I think what's the date that it starts it's in here I think let me see June 12th yes Monday June 12th and so not this coming Monday but the Monday after that and so if you have any availability on one to five Monday through Thursday please reach out to one of the common good staff um, there's information in the announcements you can talk to me about it and I'll point you in the right direction. Rachel and Christina can as well. Um, but they're really needing folks who can commit to coming and hanging out with students. Um, I'll be there on Thursday afternoons if you want to come Thursdays and hang with me. Uh, but it, it should be a lot of fun and um, it's always really the, the best six week. It's the best day of the week for me during the summer because you just get to hang out with these awesome kids and do a lot of fun things. So um, if you have any availability that would be great. You don't have to have any special skills to do it. Um, you just have to to like kids um, and be willing to show up and pass a background check and go through a training. All right, Those are your requirements. Um, Also, there is no youth group this week um, because the kids will be at camp and it'll start back up next week um, on June 14th. And finally, um, as you know, uh, we've been talking about this for many months now, even years actually. Uh, We just had a big meeting on May 21st talking about Um, kind of our conversation discernment process around LGBTQ inclusion. Um, We are at a pivotal moment, I believe, in in our nation and in our life of the Christian faith where we really need to wrestle with some of these issues because the way the church has dealt with this stuff has not worked. um, And it's caused a lot of pain and a lot of harm. And so we have been doing a lot of important work as a leadership team, and now the whole church is engaging in a discernment process together um, just to learn and grow together um, as we... um, kind of try to figure out how to follow Jesus in the midst of this world. Um, and so one thing we're going to be doing is this summer, we're going to be reading a book together for those who are interested. Um, for those of you who don't like to read, uh, you don't have to do this. Um, but if you do like to read and you're interested in learning, um, we're going to read a book together by a woman named Karen Keene She is a biblical scholar who loves scripture and really has spent her career just digging in, uh, particularly to these related issues related to human sexuality and Um, gender identity, and all this stuff, and how it connects to our faith. And so this book um, is a book called Scripture Ethics and the Possibility of Same-Sex Relationships. And she really breaks down the arguments and the key scriptures and really goes into it and really tries to show kind of where a lot of Christians are at an impasse right now and why um, we're having a hard time moving forward together. And so hopefully this will generate some good discussion and help you all to have more tools in your belt as you try to discern this for yourselves, but also talk to other folks about it. And so this is gonna be a really just inviting and inclusive space during this book study. We welcome different viewpoints. Uh, Everybody doesn't have to think the same. We'll have some very clear ground rules and boundaries in place so that we can create as safe of a space as possible so that we can talk about these hard issues. But um, in my opinion, it, 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 we're, we're past due on, on dealing with this stuff and talking about this because there are people in our community that really need to know Jesus' love. And many of those folks have tried to show up to churches and, and been told that they're not welcome and that they're less than, and, and I don't want to be about that. And so um, we're going to get into this book together, if you're willing, and we're going to meet twice to discuss it. So it's not going to be a weekly uh, thing, so you will read it over the summer in June and July. We'll meet in June to talk about the first half of the book We'll meet towards the end of July to talk about the second half of the book. All right, does that make sense? If you would like a book, I have a few of them already here um, in a box up front. And I'm asking if you can afford it to give us $15 for this book. If you can't give me $15 this morning, I'll still give you a book, and you can owe us uh, $15. If you cannot afford it, I will give you one for free. All right, so um, we want to make sure everybody can participate. So talk to me after church um, if you're interested or if you have any questions, there is a sign-up sheet on both tables. I'd love for you to sign up um, with your email and stuff so we can communicate and remind you of all the things and also give you the page assignments and all that stuff. So that is uh, all I have to share for announcements today. If you all have anything that I've left out or any anything that we need to talk about, just let me know after church. Um, but today is very special because our own uh, Rick Reams is going to be preaching for us today. So let's give Rick a hand as he comes forward. Over the last few years, I've, uh, Rick has become a, a good friend of mine and, and, and a co-laborer and, and doing such important work. Rick, I remember I met with Rick uh, a while back. I mean, I don't know how long it's been, but I was like, Rick, I really need help on Monday nights at the gathering. Would you be willing to show up at the gathering and, and be a pastor to the people there? And, and Rick, he thought about it for a very short amount of time. I think he, I don't even think he thought about it. He's just like, sure, I would be glad to do that. That sounds great. And so he's jumped in, and, and he shows up every Monday nights, and he is a pastor to those folks on Mondays, and he creates such a loving and welcoming uh, atmosphere. Rick is also someone who is incredibly humble. He's been willing to grow and learn and push himself into places that um, are new for him and even uncomfortable at times um, because he felt like Jesus is calling him there. And so um, Rick is, is a really, really wonderful guy, and I love this guy. And so I'm excited to hear what he has to share um, really really, some personal stuff this morning about his own journey and how God's been speaking to him.
4: Thank you, John. So for you kids that are going to Aldersgate today, let me just say that I'm married to an Aldersgate alum. She still sings songs from Aldersgate. I don't know them, but she still sings them, and she loves them. And we've taken our kids there, and they've gone on uh, mud wall walks and different things like that. So you all are going to have a great time. For your your parents, the thing I love about Aldergate the most is you can't get cell service. So that's one bad thing, you can't talk to them. But secondly, your kids are not going to be constantly on their phones. So this morning, I come into this sermon this morning with, it's kind of a free-for-all. And I'll explain why that is. Two weeks ago, we ended our series on 1 Peter and John ended that. And last week, if you remember, Tommy Erie came in Erie came in and did a wonderful job talking about Pentecost. I wish Tabitha was here this morning because I was going to give her a little shout out. She told us the other night at church at the gathering, she said, I've never had a preacher that had a ponytail preach. And this morning I was going to tell her she's safe. We're not going to have to worry about that. You see, about a month or six weeks ago, I guess, God put this message on my heart. And honestly, being the type of pastor I am, I don't know when I'm going to preach or where I'm going to preach, and I don't know what I'm going to be told to preach about. So when John asked me about this, if I could preach this morning in between, because we're going to start a series next week, this message came to mind. Now one thing you need to know about me is God speaks mightily through music to me. Now, I think it was three weeks ago, John talked about a song that touched him, and he and Christina sang that song at the end of the service. Thankfully, I am not going to sing this morning. I'm going to talk about the song that John and the worship team sang, the new song that they just sang. You see, God usually shares his message through song with me in kind of a surprising way. And that is I never know that I'm looking for that message until the song comes. And what happened with this one, I was looking for a different version of a song that we sang the last time I preached called I Speak Jesus by Charity Gale. And I was looking for a different live version of that just to listen to something different. One popped up and I noticed it was about a 19 minute long. And I thought, wow, that's, she's really increased that song because the original is about 7 or 8 minutes and all of a sudden, this song, she, started, she and her husband started singing this song that we just sang. And I'm going to be honest with you, it, it floored me. I stopped. And I'm not a crier, but a, a tear started forming into my eye. And I couldn't figure out why is this song touching me so much. But it was like God was just yelling these words at me. Doubt is the field in which we plant our seed of faith. And I thought to myself, God, I don't know that I'm in a field of doubt, but maybe you're trying to tell me that I am. But then I thought, you know what? She's singing this song, but it's kind of in a medley of songs. Maybe someone else sang this song. And so I did a search. It's called "Seed of Faith is the name of the song. And I found the lady that wrote it, her name is Crystal Yates. And as I started playing the video... There was a dark screen, and I'm telling you all this, it's going to make sense, I promise, but there was a dark screen, and all of a sudden, words started popping up, and honestly, I'm not the most patient person in the world, and I usually skip all through that till I get to the music. But for some reason, this day, I read the words, and I realized why this song touched me so much. You see, what she was talking about was during COVID, she had double pneumonia from COVID, and she ended up in the hospital. And she's only supposed to be there for a couple days. And she ended up fighting for her life in the hospital. And some of you know my story from last year. And what floored me was her story was my story. She talked about how she felt far from God and how she couldn't hear God. And that was my story. Although my sickness was different, the story was the same. And all of those emotions came flooding back. And I want to tell you something. If you've ever been in an experience like that, there are certain triggers that take you back to those places. An ambulance driving by my house will remind me of the night that I could not get cool. And the ambulance came and I passed out three times just getting into the ambulance. I went to the blood center the other day. I do a, a bi-weekly donation there. And the new things they have that, that check your blood pressure and they take your temperature with, the covering of the thermometer was the same in the hospital. And I texted Stephanie. I said, I almost had a panic attack. So as I was going through this song, all of a sudden, instead of going to panic, God said, I want to use this song. And I want you to use this song you see he wants me to share some seeds of faith that we can all plant in our fields of doubt and friends I want you to know we all are going to be in fields of doubt some of you are in the middle of them right now some have just come out and friends some will go into it Dan this morning asked me he said pastor what what scripture are we going to look at I told him we're in a cornucopia of scriptures this morning. We're going to be all over the Bible this morning. Because the way God speaks to me is through stories in the Bible. And there's a number of stories we can learn from. The first one we're going to be in is 2 Kings chapter 6. All of this will be up on the screen, but you can look on your phone, the app, or you can get in, the, in your pew Bibles, or if you brought a Bible this morning. A little background. This is a story of the prophet Elisha. Now, he was constantly talking to the king of Israel, and he was constantly telling him of places to be safe not to go because the king of Aram was wanting to not only conquer the Israelites, but he's wanting to kill the king of Israel. And King Aram was so frustrated with this when he finally found out how the king of Israel knew all this. So let's read verse 14 through 17. Then he, the king of Aram, sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of the God, when Elisha's servant, got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can you imagine what this servant's thinking? He's going out, he's looking, he's seeing it. Everything is covered with enemies. And Elisha says these words. Those that are with us are more than those are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Friends, sometimes in our field of doubt, we need to ask God to open our eyes to see as our seed of faith. Because I know at least with me, when I've been so deep in that field of doubt, I never look up. I look down where I am and I try to take that next step. And I never look up to see where God is. But see, the fallacy and that is God's right there in the middle with you. Because you're in a field of doubt doesn't mean he's left. It means he's right there with you. We have to pray and ask God, open my eyes to see you and see what you're up to. What you see, my friends, will be your seed of faith. They get you through that. Let's move into Mark 5, 25-34. It said, A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had, Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched me? You see the people crowded against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. You see, in your field of doubt, you may plant a seed of faith by just reaching out to your heavenly Father. Sometimes in the field of doubt, of doubt. We want to do it all on our own. We think we have to do it all on our own. And I know the fields of doubt I've gotten into, a lot of them I've put myself in there. It's my own doing that has got me there. And I think if I've gotten here, I've got to get out. But that's not the case. You have to reach out to your heavenly Father. And the thing I love is notice that she didn't say a word. She just reached out. She touched him, and she was healed. Now, what I love about that is also the word she used and the word that Jesus used said she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And Jesus said, go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So is it possible that in our field of doubt, when we reach out to him, that we can be freed from our suffering. Because isn't that what we're looking for? Are you brave enough to do that? Reach out to him, no matter how deep in the field of doubt you are mired. Now I wanna go back to the same passage in Mark. It's always interesting, in the, especially in the Gospels, how there's a lot of different stories going on at one time. And this is one of those cases. And we're going to read Mark, 20, Mark 5, 21 through 24, and then through 35 through 42. What I want you to realize is from 24 to 35 is the story that I just read. It said, when Jesus again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw, he fell at his feet. He earnestly pleaded with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Now understand, again, this man says, come with me and save my daughter. And Jesus stops right there and says, who touched me? Don't you know that Jairus was saying, Jesus, I I love that someone touched you, but my daughter is dying I need you to come with me. And then this whole line, this whole event happens with this woman. And don't you know, all the while, at least if I was Jairus, I'd be standing there going, this is great, Jesus. Come on, let's go. We got to go. And then it happens. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except for Peter, James, and John, the brother James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but is asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talita Kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. You see, in our field of doubt, our seat of faith sometimes is having to claim and hold on to, don't be afraid, just believe. And what I want you to see is what the people said to Jesus, what they did to Jesus, they laughed at him. And friends, sometimes when we're in our field of doubt and we tell people, I'm not afraid, I'm just going to believe, they're going to laugh at you. How's that going for you, they may ask. But that's okay. They can laugh at you because they do not know the one that you're believing in. And that's what gets you through that time. You have to have faith. You have to believe. And remember what the words were. Fear not, I am your God. Fear not, I am with you. And I love these words. I always feel like if they're going to say it in the Old Testament or the New Testament, it's much be really important. And those words are, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you're in that field of doubt, when you're deep down inside there and you can't see anything else, don't be afraid. Just believe. These next couple of things I'm going to talk about are personal things to me. The first one I'm going to talk about I've never discussed in public before. And that's because of the the hurt that I felt from this experience. And so before I say it, what I want you to hear is that church hurt is caused by humans and not by God and Jesus. And that's what I'm going to talk about. And I want you to know that I have total confidence that what happened was not of God, but it was of man. But it did happen, and sadly, I would say that over two-thirds of you maybe have gone through something in a church that has hurt you. So do you remember how many times Jesus would take his disciples away from the crowds? He would take them away not only to teach them, but he'd take them away just to hang out with them he wanted to spend time with them some of you know a little bit of my story I was the interim pastor at a church in Frankfurt for over a year and a half now my church was a satellite campus of a main church here in Lexington and I I can't say this any other way other than the fact that the main church in Lexington had a lot of toxic things going on inside that church. A lot of toxic events happened, a lot of leadership issues. And I felt like my job was to insulate my campus from those. And that's a difficult thing sometimes when you know what's going on, but you're trying to make sure that your campus is not affected by those things. And that's what I did. But let me tell you the effect that had on me. And this sounds very, very weird, but I was so busy doing church that I couldn't do church. I was so busy doing my job that my spiritual life suffered mightily. Because I was putting out fire after fire after fire, but not taking time myself with God and again I will tell you that's a Rick issue that's no one else's fault that was my fault so when that time finished there came a time where we I found a pastor that could take this church over that I knew I could trust and it was time for us to leave and friends I was so spiritually empty that I was deep 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 down in that field of doubt and I heard God say these words to me he said Rick I cannot use you where you are I cannot use you to minister where you are and I was fully aware of that he was exactly right but he said something else he said I want you and Stephanie you see Stephanie spouses of pastors Laura you understand this Lee, you understand this? You go through what your spouse goes through. Sometimes even worse, (laughs) because you have to see the effect it has on your spouse. Debbie, I see you shaking your head. I understand. So what happened was God said these words to me. He said, I want you and Stephanie to go to a different church in the Lexington area every week for a year and I want you to get involved nowhere I thought well that's a strange thing for God to want me to do so we did and pretty much every week we went to a different church there were some weeks where we some churches we went to a couple times just for different reasons but we went to a different church every week because you see God wanted to show me how he was at work At different places and how he could relate to different people and I needed to see that and the amazing thing also was he needed me to worship without without responsibility and amazing things started happening slowly I started being filled back up until one Sunday I'll never forget this day we walked into this church of course, we didn't know anyone there. I'd drive down the street sometime on a Wednesday and I'd see a church and I'd call Stephanie and say, hey, we're going to that church. I don't know anything about it. We're going to go to that church. So we walked into that church and all of a sudden this preacher stood up and he said this. He said these exact words. He said, any of you adult crybabies have anything you want to whine about? We got a nursery in the back. Well, friends, I was sitting down and I was getting ready to stand up. We were walking out. My wife nicely okay and she knows me when things like that happen I cross my arms and that means I'm done I didn't hear another word that pastor said we get out to the car and I was grumbling Stephanie said we got a new rule every week we have to come up with something positive that came out of the service we went to she caught me because I said okay I, I go first we got to leave and we never come back and she said no That's not it. We have to come up with something positive. But I tell you that to let you know that over that week, God slowly but surely built me back up. You see, sometimes in our field of doubt, which I was in, we have to take time away to spend with God. And I'm going to tell you more than that with me, I had to choose to spend time with God because it was a conscious choice on my part not to spend the time I needed with God. Now, was that a fun thing to go through? No. But has it changed the person that I am? Yes. So I will always be thankful. First of all, we loved our church in Frankfurt, we still love our church in Frankfurt. I will be thankful for that. But I also will be thankful for the home church that taught me some valuable lessons of things that I needed to know. Now just a couple weeks ago, if you remember, John talked about the death of their first foster child chosen. And John, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm not talking about this, but I'm guessing that was a pretty deep field of doubt for you during that time. And if you remember, John said this. He said, I appreciate when people told him that they saw him. That they saw John's pain and they would go down that road with them. And you see, friends, sometimes when friends and family are in a field of doubt, we have to come and drop our seat of faith for them. Now, when I wrote this sermon on Tuesday, I had no idea that this point would be so poignant to me. On was it Seth Friday, Friday evening I received a text from a church member in Frankfurt that said, um, the pastor there had just sent out a text, kind of a crucial text about people that were in our church that are no longer there but were members when we were in Frankfurt. And it said, simply said, Leanne is in hospice care in Frankfurt and they ask for your prayers well Leanne and Will are dear friends of ours and I reached out immediately to Will and I said Will what is going on because Leanne had had lymphoma a couple of years ago we thought everything was great we had no idea we hadn't heard a word and now she's in hospice care and the way Stephanie and uh, Stephanie works and I work through her is we take food to people. So I texted him and I said, Will, we want to bring food to you because we thought hospice there at home, everything, you know, it's going to be a little bit of time. And he texted me back and he said, Rick, Leanne's at Markey Center Hospice Care and she'll stay here until she passes. And I told Stephanie, I said, these texts keep getting worse. What could be worse than this? And at midnight he texted me again and he said, Rick, the nurse came in, they had just gotten in hospice, the nurse came in and said, it will be a day at the most, maybe hours. At 6.15 yesterday morning, Leanne McCann Isaac met her Savior. And that is awesome. Whenever I hear someone that died, I said, good for them. And I mean that. But it's not good for their family. So all of a sudden, I realized that I had to plant a seed of faith in Will's doubt. So John I took from your friends and I said Will I've not been down this road but I'll go down with you and Will is a huge bulking of a man and we showed up at their house in Lawrenceburg yesterday unexpectedly because I knew if I texted he would say no and we had some food and some gift cards and Will and one of his daughters came out to see us and Will as he walked towards us just broke down and just I, I mean if you know Stephanie she's tiny I was afraid he's going to hug the, the, the life out of her and then he, he hugged me but what I realize is sometimes we just need to be there because men do you agree with me we're not allowed to cry he had to be strong for his four kids and I'm sure that's the first time he was able to break down so you see we have to drop our our seed of faith in someone else's field. But what I need to tell you is why I love this church so much. There's a number of things, but last year during my illness, I told you all that for some reason I could not pray. Right after I got out of the hospital and I was well enough, I came back and I spoke on this, but I couldn't figure it out. I pray all the time, and in the hospital I could not pray. Crystal Yates, at the beginning of her song, during those words, She said something that I finally realized what it was. She said, and I will agree, that she could not pray because she was afraid of what the answer from God might be. You see, friends, I've told people my entire life, I'm ready to die, I know where I'm going. When I was on death's door, I realized that was not true. I know where I'm going, but I'm not ready to go there. And I was afraid if I asked God to save me, his answer may be, it's your time. So I couldn't pray. I could not pray. I did not pray. But what I loved was every day, I felt like I was being lifted up to the throne of God. And I couldn't understand it. And then I realized it. You folks dropped your seat of faith in my field of doubt. You prayed for me. You lifted me up. You called. You talked to Stephanie. You checked on us. There's a meal train. So many of you all brought food that I didn't even know who you were. And understand, I was in the hospital. I didn't get to eat any of it. (laughs) Some of you all brought food afterwards, and it was delicious. But while I was in the hospital, Stephanie needed that. She could run home and get food. She could run home and bring it back to the hospital. So, see, friends, I can never repay you for what you've done. But what I can pray is that I can do that for other people. And I can pray that you can be someone's seed of faith in their field of doubt. Now, I'm not a farmer. But I do know, my wife's laughing at me, she's right, I'm not a farmer. But I do know that in order for a plant to take seed and grow, it has to have what? Water. It has to have rain to come down. And if you heard the song that we sang, I'm going to close with these words. It says, so let it rain, let it rain, because things start to change. So let it rain, let it rain it won't be the same from glory to glory you're writing my story when it rains when it rains so let it rain friends may it rain down on all of our seeds of faith in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit So now we're going to come to a time of communion. And what I want you to hear this morning is the fact that if you're in the middle of whatever field of doubt you may be in, you are welcome at this table. I want to tell you, other than the one that instituted this Last Supper, Communion, Lord's Supper, There's never been one person that's ever taken it that's been perfect. So, as you come forward this morning, know that God loves you, that he cares for you, that he does not want you to be in this field of doubt alone. And maybe the only step you can make this morning is to step out and come out and take communion. But let that be your seat of faith this morning. Will you pray with me? Lord, I thank you that you're a God that is with us. You're not a God who doesn't care what we're going through and you're not a God that doesn't understand what we're going through. Lord, so this morning, I'm not sure what fields of doubt people are in, but Lord, I would ask that a seed of faith could be planted to grow when you send your rain Oh, Lord, help us see a way out of those fields of doubts. And Lord, one thing I didn't talk about this morning, but Lord, help us to be able to relate to others who are going through the same fields that we've been through before. Help us to love them. and Help us to walk them out of that field at the proper time. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we thank you for this day and this place that you have given to us. For it's your name we pray and all God's people said, amen. Could I have the communion servers come up, please? So the way we do communion here. is you're just going to form two lines and you're going to come forward and the servers will actually break the bread off for you and dip it into the juice and just hold your hands out prepared to take that we have Kleenexes on both ends that you can use if you get a little bit on your hands and I'm just going to be sitting over here Available to pray if you need to pray. And if you just want to sit where you are and pray, that's perfectly fine. The table is open. Come as you are. Your Savior's waiting.
1: Sometimes my life just don't make sense at all. The mountains look so big, and my faith just seems so small, so hold me Jesus, cause I'm shaking like a leaf, you've been king of my glory, won't you be my prince of peace? I wake up in the night and feel the dark It's so hard inside my soul I swear there must be blisters on my heart So hold me, Jesus, cause I'm shaking like a leaf You've been king of my glory Won't you be my prince of peace? Surrender don't come natural to me. I'd rather fight you for something I don't really want. To take what you give that I need. I beat my head against so many walls. Now I'm falling down. I'm falling on my knee. And the Salvation Army Band is playing this hymn. And your grace rings out so deep It makes my resistance seem so thin So hold me, Jesus Cause I'm shaking like a leaf You've been king of my glory Won't you be my prince of peace i singing now Hold me, Jesus Cause I'm shaking like a leaf You've been king of my glory, won't you be my prince of peace? You've been king of my glory, won't you be my prince of peace? You've been king of my glory, won't you be my prince of peace? stand together and sing this song. Faith, I'll send the rain Let it rain, let it rain and things
2: start to change Bring the rain, bring the rain it won't stay the same from glory to glory. You're writing my story when it rains,
1: when it rains, so let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, and things start to change. Bring the rain, bring the rain. It won't stay the same. from Glory to glory You're writing my story When it rains When it rains Let it
2: rain
1: Fear not I am the Lord Your God And trust I'm working all things out So in the field of doubt Plant a seed of faith. i send the rain.
0: It was a blessing. it was really good to be together today. Thank you so much, Rick, for sharing some of your story and, and kind of God, what God's been doing in your heart over the last year. And, and, uh, and yeah, it's such a, an inspiration to me and hopefully to you as well, uh, to continue to, to have faith, even when our faith seems so small, um, to continue to hold on and, and hope against hope, even when it feels like there's no reason uh, to keep hoping. But, but God is with us. And so if y'all prepare your hearts for the benediction, May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next time.